Welcome to Elemental Energy, the podcast where we discuss how to simplify decarbonization. Here, we will introduce emerging low-carbon energy technologies and give you insight on how to navigate and support the evolving energy landscape. It is our goal to develop content to give you confidence to help transition the market and make low-carbon energy reliable and affordable. I'm your host, Marsha Leonard. Today, we're going to talk about two budding low-carbon energy technologies, net power and nuclear. Along with these introductions, I'm going to deliver a story to you guys that might make you think a little bit differently about electricity and power generation. The whole point of talking about these two technologies is that we need clean, reliable, and affordable energy, and net power has begun to generate that. Along with nuclear, we need to get it down to becoming more affordable, and that's what we're going to talk about is this amazing transition that nuclear is currently undergoing. All right, this story It might sound like the start of a really bad joke, but bear with me. There's a moral to it at the end, I promise. An accountant, a business development professional, and a nuclear physicist walk into a bar. Not just any bar, but an extremely flamboyant bar in downtown Denver. They're there to see a show called The Electric Jungle. Everything at the show is electric, from the fog machines to the laser light show to the DJ spinning tracks, even down to the vibes on the dance floor. It's amazing that there is so much electricity available to undergo this kind of experience. Well, as the night is rounding up, the disco ball was brought up and it was pointed to the ceiling at this beautiful giant spinning disco ball of how important music was to those three individuals. Just how amazing it is that we have the ability to go out, dance, listen to our favorite songs, put our favorite songs in the car with us, take them everywhere we go, and how important music is in our lives. That my friends, is electricity at its most abundant form. We are able to sit back and all of the leisures and the luxuries that we have is from electricity. Well, (laughs) if you think about the important things like music, but also the exceptionally important things like critical life support elements that hospitals have to rely on it, It makes you realize the span of electricity and it makes you think about electricity in a little bit different way because what we utilize in the United States is an obscene amount of electricity. It's amazing because we have the capacity and the power to generate it, pun intended, but that is where it becomes our responsibility as people who want to use it in that kind of leisure, in that kind of manner, to figure out a better way of sustainably sourcing it. So back to the disco ball, which I truly believe that one of us may or may not still have that in their basement. 
I just want to say thank you, Tesha, and thank you, Patrick, for unleashing with me after the Pay It Forward convention. I absolutely love you guys. Now, moving into why electricity is so important and power generation itself is the EPA has contributed statistics to say that power generation, industrial power generation, makes up for about 26% of all CO2 emissions. The only thing that is above that is the transportation industry. So it means that we need to change our means of power generation. Current power generation methods include coal-fired plants, gas-fired plants, nuclear, and renewables. Notice that I, I did separate nuclear and renewables. It's because some people confuse the two and think that nuclear is a renewable energy source. It is not. It is a low-carbon energy source, but it is not renewable. Renewables are, you know, solar, wind, biomass. Those are the types of renewables to just keep them separated. So you think about this coal-fired production and you think about gas-fired production, one of the heaviest elements is that they have a lot of CO2 emissions associated with them. What is going to replace that in the future, I believe, is SMRs, small modular reactors technology. It's a part of nuclear. This is where I want to talk about this transition that nuclear is currently undergoing. They are going from these large multi billion dollar facilities into these designs where they're literally truckable modules. They range from output capacity of three megawatts all the way to 300 megawatts. And the applications for them are absolutely endless. There are so many different things that we can tie these SMRs to. Some of the feasibility studies currently being performed they're looking how to decarbonize current operations, current assets and process facilities, including offshore oil rigs. You can literally think of these SMRs as the size of a truckable module that will fit on the back of an 18-wheeler and you can plug and play them anywhere. It's amazing technology. There are so many different ones out there that are vying to be first to market. One of the most advanced is the G Hitachi BWRX 300 model and they are trying to get them placed in Canada in the United States in Europe but there's still a lot of approval processes that these have to undergo there are high hopes of having them installed by 2027 but that that's not fast enough that's really not fast enough so many people have a desire to support the nuclear side, but there are others in the background working, and that's where I want to introduce net power. Net power has a plant that is currently operating, a pilot plant in Laporte, Texas. They've been operating successfully since 2021. And what this is, is this is a natural gas combustion cycle. I want to get into the details of this process and this design really quickly because it is so different and it is actually 
patented to be called the alum cycle. Everything that I am telling you currently, it is not proprietary knowledge. You can go to Google and search Net Power and pull up their investor day presentation. And all of this information will be at your fingertips. I have just had the pleasure of talking with the COO, Brian Allen, the chief operating officer, and really helping promote net power. What this design and this process does is it takes natural gas and it combusts it with oxygen. And it puts it through this this super critical loop that then turns a turbo expander or a turbine, which all power generation has to have a turbine in order to spin and generate electricity. After it spins through that turbine in this loop, it then goes through a cooling process and it's pressurized and they either carbon capture, they take that CO2 and carbon capture it and put it into a sequestration space, meaning they pump it down into large caverns, or they utilize it as a, an offtake, or typically one of the most common uses for carbon dioxide that has been captured, is oil recovery. So what they do is they take the CO2, they use it as part of the drilling method, and they pump it down into the wells in order to help oil surface. Well, the immediate thought that came to my mind and my corporate hippie heart, I was like, wait, so we're just putting the CO2 back into the atmosphere? No, it doesn't work that way. Think of it as a closed loop system to where when you take that CO2 and you compress it back into the ground, it stays in the ground. So it's closed. The CO2 stays in the ground. Everybody is happy. Net Power has proven this to be not the oil recovery part, but the capture of the CO2 emissions off this process to be 97% effective. So that means that these net power facilities, they can be plugged onto any industrial process in order to help generate power. And their applications are going to be endless as well. I was laughing with Brian because we're sitting there talking about the hydrogen application and they've literally created a new color spectrum by adding net powers technology. I want to step into hydrogen for just a minute to help you understand this reference. So blue hydrogen comes from SMR, steam methane reform, where they take natural gas and they break it up into form hydrogen and then they capture the CO2 emissions off of it. Green hydrogen comes from renewable power sources like wind and solar, and it's an electrolysis-based process. Well, here comes turquoise hydrogen in the form of net powers technology where they're taking the natural gas power generation technology. You can then apply an electrolyzer and then create hydrogen. It's smack dab in the middle of blue and green like the endless levels of applications that net power is going to see it just makes me so proud i have to give credit to eight rivers and constellation and oxy and baker hughes and just say thank you thank you thank you thank you for finally addressing a critical co2 emission issue to help us generate clean reliable, and affordable power. 
we are cheering you on. Whatever you need help with, we're here to elevate you and champion you and just continue to progress. So in the background of net power, I'm coming back to nuclear because you can see that there are other scientists and engineers who are out there that are like going for it. They're not waiting for our government to implement policies. Everybody sees who is in this industry that is working at that level. They know climate change is a real issue. I mentioned in last episode, I asked Max the question of when did the industrial revolution really take off or the second industrial revolution that we've entered take off? And he said that he started seeing it back in 2010. And a couple other people that I haven't had encounters with in the industry, they're like, we haven't had conversations with people to say that climate change isn't real in a very long time. Everybody sees it at the level of the movers, like the people who are actually implementing these new technologies and new assets. There is a book by Catherine Hayhoe. She is a climate scientist and it's called saving us it really puts into perspective the story that i just shared with you about how it is our responsibility if we are going to be utilizing power like we are it is our responsibility to step up and find these cleaner power generation methods the most impactful thing for me when i was learning about climate change is whenever the CO2, like the, you can go and take cores from ice and you can measure the number of isotopes of CO2 that are in the layers of ice and it will tell you that it's been progressively getting more concentrated over the last few years. Like we've only been taking live air measurements since 1958. But our ice coring delivers a lot longer time frame and a lot longer span of what the CO2 levels of concentration have been. And it's irrefutable now, the knowledge that is out there to show that climate change is real. And if we are going to continue to grow in population, and if we're going to continue to have a population that loves to dance and loves music, we've got to find ways to generate power in a more sustainable and responsible manner. So applauding net power and supporting nuclear in the future. I really want to challenge you all that if you don't know about nuclear, please research it. So one thing that tripped me up when I was trying to figure out nuclear is there's a difference between nuclear fission and nuclear fusion. Currently, what we are undergoing is nuclear fusion or excuse me nuclear fission see it still trips me up darn it i have to think of nuclear fusion as being volatile like a fuse on a bomb because that's still way future stuff a couple of months ago in california there was a lab that had it for a couple of seconds but it's still so volatile that's way future stuff but nuclear is clean it is reliable and with this SMR technology, it is becoming more affordable. That is the goal, is to make it more affordable. Taking these multi-billion dollar facilities, compressing them down, making them modularized. Modularization means you can put it on a process plant like a conveyor belt. 
pop, 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 pop. You have certain components and you just modularize the design and you can design one and build many. That is the beauty of modularized design, small modular reactors. So to support these small modular reactors and help enlighten other people about this conventional mindset that needs to shift is there is safety that's always associated with nuclear. Some people will immediately go to Chernobyl, Three Mile Island, and those are the worst case scenarios. And it's very sad to say that those learning moments happened, but what it has done for the future of nuclear is it has made our engineers and our designers really think about the design in a way that is going to be over-redundant with safety. These are nuclear physicists working on design. These are not dum-dums, you guys. They understand that there is a mental stigma against nuclear and they are doing their part to not only actually making it really safe, but they're also overbuilding them to make people feel even more safer mentally. We are going to see a huge shift in energy production over the next few years. And it's because of the need for electric vehicles until hydrogen vehicles become really prevalent. All of the electricity generated, we're going to need more and more and more. And if we continue down the same path of generating through coal-fired and gas-fired facilities without a carbon capture component, I don't even want to talk about coal. I made a terrible joke last time about clean coal. There were politicians who were trying to say that coal was clean at one point in time. Shame on them. Absolutely shame on them. With this increase in population and this increased demand of electricity, we need technologies out there like net power and SMR to come to fruition much quicker. So I say all of this and I want to leave you guys with a moment of clarity and being thankful. What we see, excuse me, what our refrigerators see in one year of running is more than some people see in their lifetime. I want that to sink in a little bit because we are an overabundant and we are so blessed with what we do have right now in power generation that why we would not make it our responsibility to do it more sustainably is it's beyond me. And that's where we need all of you guys' help to step in and start learning about these processes and why they are so important to cheer on the people who are doing these technological shifts and see how we can support them in any way possible. As always, I wish you a safe weekend and all the happiness in the world. Remember that you choose happiness and you have to be the one to generate it yourself. Thank you all so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you're notified every time a podcast is released. Find Elemental Energy on Facebook and connect with me, Marsha Leonard, on LinkedIn. But lastly and most importantly, share this podcast with your family and your friends, especially if you are in the energy industry and you're having an influence on the path of decarbonization. 
I'm on this journey figuring things out and I want you guys to come along. So the closer I can get to you and the more I can connect with you, the better this show will be and become. If you haven't figured it out already, I was the business development professional in the story that I just told. And I love dancing and I absolutely love music. So when somebody asked me about my intro and outro song, I was like, oh heck yes, it's time to share it. If I could have been anything in this life, it would have been a DJ by night and a cave explorer by day. So music is one of my passions and I hope that you guys all enjoy this song. This is the copyright version free of the song Ruthless by Nefex, N-E-F-F-E-X. I hope you enjoy it, turn it up loud, and have a fantastic day. Hey kid, don't ever let them get inside your head. They'll tell you what to do in life instead of everything you know that you could get. Don't let them guide your life towards regret. I'll fight for what I love with every breath. My past is filled with things I won't forget I use them all to push me to my best So treat the worst of times just like a test If only I could go back in time I'd tell myself that everything will end up alright Just push yourself, test yourself, figure out what you like And find your limits, don't be rigid, always work towards a prime Surround yourself with open minds, people can change your life A few friends with intent can help you feel alive Find a passion, take some action, and with a little time Just be patient, make a statement, try to enjoy your life They'll try to kick you while you're down they wanna rise up while you drown They wanna fill your head with doubt They're silently scared that you'll figure it out I'll make it look like I'm losing Won't bother hiding my bruises And when they finally think you're wounded Then it's your chance to be ruthless I can see that they compare I think everyone's against me Maybe something in the air Am I paranoid? I swear a void is forming And they're scared I walk a straight path Not many can say that I'd like to play fast Cross me and there's payback You better pray that I don't see your face at Any place that I go I know you hate that I've been doing fine I'm not wasting any more time I live for the fight and the climb I think that the pain that's deep inside is what defines So I won't give up, I'm gonna make it to the top I don't care what's in my way, I swear I'm never gonna stop I could fall flat on my face and I swear I won't get back up Cause I don't deserve a thing and the road ahead is tough They'll try to kick you while you're down They wanna rise up while you drown they want to fill your head with doubt They're silently scared that you'll figure it out I'll make it look like I'm losing Won't bother hiding my bruises And when they finally think you're wounded 
Bad is your chance to be ruthless. Ooh, 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 ooh.